Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thanks for tuning in to the 60 Minute Meal podcast. And I am your moderator, just a guy from 215, with my team of co hosts, Nandy B, Sammy Sam from Trinbago, and Mikey D out there on the West Coast. But I'm also privileged to have my fluid panel of intellectuals. I see you. Go ahead and get situated. Quit looking at me. I hear you. I hear you. Let's get ready to make a feast of this. All our listeners, let's go. Have a seat. Get situated. Let's nibble on this. Let's do it. Let's go. Okay, okay, okay. Here we are. Here we are. From my kitchen to the radio waves thumping through your loudspeakers. Welcome back to the table of the 60-Minute Meal Podcast. How we doing, everybody? How we doing? Great. Wonderful. Doing well. Good, good, good. Thankful. Let's see. Who we got in the kitchen? We have Denise. We have Nandy B. We have Mikey D. We have Patricia. We have Sammy Sam from Trinbago. And, of course, we have Stephanie. But today is a different day. Because it's not every day that we are graced with a special guest in the kitchen and at the table. We have a behavioral health therapist here today. And we'll get into who she is in a minute. But let's go over the menu today. The menu today, the small talk is tell it to the therapist. That's the small talk today. The appetizer is what's more important in your life right now being included or being left alone and the main course for the day that main course is what is it about life that keeps your wheels spinning in whatever direction it is spinning all right so let's get right into what do we normally do we do our attitude and gratitude check before we get into small talk appetizer and main course so under the umbrella of attitude and gratitude Everybody here, I'm going to start with you, Nandy. Tell me something which is important to you at this very moment in time. Something that's very important to you at this moment right now. Don't be too long, but don't be too short either. My sanity. Okay. I'm at that stage in age in life. I've been through so many hills and valleys. I've had my downs and I've had my ups. And I just want to stay sane. In, okay. a, in a in an insane world. Okay, sanity. All righty, all righty, sanity. Denise, what say you? Wow. Um, legacy is a word that keeps coming up for me. Um, yeah. I have children um, and making sure that I am doing things today that will last throughout their lifetime, their children's la- lifetime, their children's children's lifetime. So legacy is what I'm thinking of today. Okay, thank you so much. So right now we got sanity and legacy. Mikey D, get in there. Ah, my health. I've been having, I've had some peaks and valleys over the last, say, three years. But right now I'm on a good climb. So I'm I'm happy with my health where it is right now. Okay, okay. All righty, all righty. But to this shot, talk to me. I am with Nandy B when it comes to mental health. I want uh, the importance of my overall well-being to be determined by 
how I treat myself and others. So mental and physical health is of utmost importance for me at the moment. Okay. Okay. I'm going to dig in before I give it to the other two Queens here. Um, for me, what's important for me right now, I have a new set of P's, the five P's, which are paramount to me at this very moment right now. And those five P's are prayer, priorities, peace, patience, and positivity. Those things are near and dear to me at this very second, this moment right now in time. So Sammy, Sam, I'm coming to you. Did I lose you, Sammy, Sam? Maybe I did. How about you, Stephanie? What you got? Yes, my peace, overall health, and prosperity. Okay. Prosperity, peace, and all that good stuff. Sammy, Sam, I see you back. What you got? Yes. I'm just very determined to get my life and everything together this year. And I really feel like this year is going to be a good year for me. So I'm keeping being faithful, you know, with the Lord, you know, waiting, you know, for the right times to jump and move. And I really feel like this is the year for me. Okay. All righty. So we got sanity, legacy, health, peace, prosperity, and all that razzmatazz. Okay. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. All right. Now let's get to it. We have a distinguished guest on our podcast today. It is not every day that we get to dine with a licensed clinical counselor, also known as a mental health therapist. She holds a master's in early childhood education and a master's in school psychology. She's been working in the school system for 11 years. Her area of expertise is anxiety, depression, grief, and sex therapy. She has her own practice, and that practice is called Grow and Thrive Services. Her name is Wendy Mejia, and we are so thankful that you are here, Miss Mejia. Good day. Thank you for having me. Yes, yes, yes. She can be contacted at 410-205-6431 and email all one word grow and thrive services at gmail.com. So let me spell that out. G-R-O-W-A-N-D-T-H-R-I-V-E-S-E-R-V-I-C-S at gmail.com. Hope I didn't uh, mess that up, but uh, Wendy, no, welcome. Think... <laughs> thank you so much. You did yes. a great job. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. This is the small talk part about tell it to the therapist. Because I have so much to ask you on today, madam. Okay. All right, bring it. Okay, okay, okay. Question number one. Why does it seem that relationships, whether platonic or romantic, don't seem to have room for emotional safety? Whew. Well, that's definitely a loaded question. Um, I think given all the things the world is enduring, right? COVID, you know, challenges with shifts in, in being around people to not being around people. I, I think, and of course, technology, 
uh, lack of socializing due to technology. Um, it really has made people kind of just resort to, to depending on self, right? And what that means is that we tend to kind of shelter ourselves, be less trusting. And that goes along with our own experiences, right? It's hard to right. trust and give, up, give of ourselves to new people, you know, while we're trying to make sense of what's going on with us. It, it's definitely easier to just take care of ourselves um, than to give in to allowing someone in to disrupt what you got going on, you know? Okay. Okay, thank you so much. So we're in a society of less trusting people. COVID definitely is the culprit, among other things. Okay, I appreciate that. Number two, Doc, number two. Doc, knowing what you know from all the education and all your professional experience, what are some of the common threads that you as a behavioral therapist encounter without being too deep with it? Um, I think relationships is always something that comes up, wanting it, um, or not having a good one or sustaining one, right? Those are typically, um, what comes up. And of course, um, how we feel about ourselves is common, especially among women, Okay. right? It's maybe not having enough self-esteem or, or not having a voice, right? To... Okay to share with others, to give your opinions, to give your thoughts. Um, and so relationships is probably the number one thing that comes up during okay. therapy. Okay. Okay. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. Can I'm I ask a question, doctor? Yeah, 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 for sure. And just to mention, I'm working on my doctorate. <laughs> you know, Paul, Paul gives me the doctor already. I, I should be done by the end of this year, but go ahead. <laughs> Why did you specify, especially amongst women? The, the low self-esteem? Yes. Well, my clientele is mostly women. Um, and what I see is that given some of our traumas, and again, this is not to say that men don't experience those same things. Um, what I'm saying is that since my clientele is mostly women, I, I usually see it in almost every woman. And this also has to do with body image, how you feel about yourself after having babies, menopause, which are some issues that men don't necessarily go through, but that these shifts and changes in women's bodies and women's attitudes and women's experiences do tend to influence, um, you know, how they see themselves and and they represent themselves in the world. So yes, I, I do think that that there are minor changes, there, there are differences between male and females, um, but that body image and our self-worth and our self-esteem um, has a lot to do with how we present ourselves in the world. Got you. Okay, thank you. I appreciate that, Doc. I'm gonna call you Doc. I don't care. That's what fine. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes. So agree or disagree, Doc? We cannot heal our partner's childhood or adulthood wounds, no matter how hard we try. Yeah, I agree with that. I, but it's still a loaded question. I think that we can support the journey, right? right. Um, we can definitely support the journey. We cannot shift or change anyone's attitudes or behaviors in their healing process because it's there, is, it is theirs to do. The work is theirs to do. 
um, again, the partner is there to to support and, and you know, serve in whatever capacity is needed. Right. Um, but the real work really is individual. You okay. have to want to shift and change. Right. Okay. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. I'm going to go to the dating, going to go into the dating scene here. When one is dating, what should they expect from the dating pool? Like, like what behavior is really out there in these mean dating streets? Well, you, I, I've been out of the dating scene for a while. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> so I can't speak to... Um, but, 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 but based on your expertise, I'm just in, speaking in expertise. general, in general, yeah. what I find and what I've heard from clients is right. that there's a lot of games, right? People being right. dishonest, um, people who are also being truthful, right? And then there's this notion that, hey, maybe if I hang out with him, he'll shift and he'll want to commit or change the way he first came into dating. Right. Um, but there's a lot of games. There's a lot of playing. There's a lot, a lot of one and dones, mm -hmm. right. Mm -hmm. Um, or ghosting, right. You know, a lot of people just want to have fun, which is all good. Right. Yeah. Um, so I, I guess the challenge is, is that everyone is, is, is on dating sites or what have you. And it, it's for fun. Right. And not too many people, based on what I've heard, are there for relationships. Right. Right. Gotcha. OK. I appreciate that. Appreciate that. I'm going to go back to your professional brain because a lot of our listeners and followers, the questions are on their brain. But I think they're just reluctant to ask, what is the main benefit of therapy? Talk to me about that. Talk to all of us about that. What's the main benefit of therapy? through the lens of a therapist? Well, I too have my own therapist, right? And I think mm -hmm. we all do. I think- I know I um, do. Right, especially, you know, as people of color, we're taught that we need to kind of handle our own business, right? right? We need to go through our emotional roller coasters by ourselves. And sometimes really therapists are there to hear you out. Um, people usually think you're going to tell me what to do or whatever. No, this is your space, your safe space to really let it out. How many of us get a chance to really let it out, let go, say what you really want to say in a space that's safe, where you know it's not going to go anywhere and where you are given tools to kind of deal with those day-to-day -day things, right? So therapy is, is really for you to decompress a place of, you know, safety where some of those inner things that we carry from childhood, from previous relationships, from trauma, from divorce, from wherever, is really a space for you to process and let go some of those, you know, situations, experiences, and really acknowledge that they were hurtful and that you want to heal from them. And that's really where the healing begins is yeah. talking about it, acknowledging it, and then allowing it to, to, to be done with that, you know? Right. Okay. Okay. Thank you. So a safe place to be yourself, to divulge and to be vulnerable to the truth. Right. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Moving on question, men and women agree or disagree with me, doc. Don't we all have some narcissistic <laughs> traits? Like be honest. <laughs> we, we definitely can you know, some more than others. I'm not going to say, I think if you think about most traits, you know, we have a little bit of everything, 
you know, depending on what's going on in our lives, you know, narcissism, you know, anxiety, depression, we have a little bit of that It really depends on what's going on. We are not free from one particular thing. It just comes in waves and some people are worse than others. Right. Right. Um, but I do believe we, we each have some symptoms of of a lot of things. Right. Gotcha. So, OK, so so with so with that said. In relationships, narcissists, I mean, if, you, if you're with a narcissist, you may know, or you may not know, but narcissists can coexist in a relationship. Yes. Okay. Gotcha. That's all. That's all. I just wanted to get you yes. on. Just wanted to. Okay. I have another question for you, Doc. Uh, mm -hmm. What's one thing that each of us can do every day to improve our own mental wellness? Ooh, um, there, there are plenty of things. Okay. Um, I would say, you know, be reflective of how you speak to yourself and about yourself, right? Gotcha. Are you speaking positivity into yourself? You know, are you indirectly unconsciously saying, oh man, I'm so stupid. I did that. You know, like, again, you're calling yourself stupid or, oh, I really look terrible in this. You know, as opposed to acknowledging the good things, the, the good things you've done or the good things happening or, you right. know, maybe that particular thing doesn't look good. But what about the rest of it? What about, you know, my, you know, my hair looks good. Or, you know, I like the way my eyes look in this light, whatever, you know, right. um, I, I think speaking positively uh, mm -hmm. about yourself on a regular basis and also speaking affirmations, right, that right. that promote that as well is a useful tool for anyone. Right. You know, it starts with ourselves and how yeah. we how we view ourselves. That's okay. the way that we can better have better relationships with others if we feel good about ourselves. OK, I appreciate that. Hey, self-talking to yourself, giving yourself that affirmation, mm -hmm. giving yourself that that push, giving yourself that motivation, that encouragement. I appreciate right. that. I, I got a few more for you, Doc, and then I'm going to let my panel speak. Um how does our childhood experiences and upbringing impact our approach to relationships in our adulthood, whether it's romantically or platonically? How does our childhood experiences and upbringing really impact our approach to those things? I mean, that is that is a very difficult question to answer. And just, a, you know, um, that should be a whole topic, right? Gotcha. I, gotcha. I think that you know, as children, we, we tend to learn from our parents. Right. And again, if, if you have even the best of the best parents, right, don't always have the best approaches to things, right? right? And so we learn from experiencing. And so oftentimes we carry that. Um, and even the really negative things that we've experienced, um, as adults, we do try to change them if we can, right? But there are right. still mannerisms that have been learned. And right. That can be how we cope with things. Um, that can include a whole bunch of things, how, how we take care of our children, how we speak to people. Um, we can be condescending, you know, unintentionally, you know, so all these different things. So childhood definitely does impact how we act in relationships, how, mm -hmm. how we have our own attachment to our parents and things that we've, we've seen also plays a role in that, right? How good of a, of a, 
of a relationship do I have with my father? Do I have with my mother? Do I even right. have with my siblings? Was it nurturing? Was, you know, was it a place where, you know, you cannot speak? Was it defensive? You know, was, right. was it abusive? All these things do impact how we relate to, to relationships as grownups. Gotcha. Okay. Doc, you said it all. 60 minute meal panel. Anybody have any questions for, for the doc? I have one. I have one. Allah, Allah. How do you how do you exist with a narcissist in a relationship? Well, you know, these these are very good questions. <laughs> <laughs> um there there's a lot, right? I think there's a lot of things that have to happen, right? One, okay. sometimes people are not aware of the personality that's right. in front of you because you yourself may, you know, may have gone through certain things that keep you closed off. Right. That make you feel like, Hey, I have to endure these things. Right. This is the way I've grown up, or these are the things that I'm used to. And so narcissistic or not, you know, you, you've been surrounded by, by that type of behavior, that type of personality that it's your regular. Right. Right. So sometimes it's hard to leave situations or to 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 be okay with situations. This is all you know. Right. But do people exist in it? Yes. You gotcha. know, it's kind of like every everyone, you know, has a, a has someone who they can pair up with. Right. You know, it's really up to your tolerance. Where's your voice? Can you mm -hmm. can you do you have a counter response? Can you acknowledge that that exists? And can that person work through that? Right. Because it's a personality right. thing. Right. It doesn't mean that they're not willing to change. They can. It will take a lot of work, but they can. But it requires that person to acknowledge that, hey, they have some, you know, some issues that they want to work through. And you have the patience. Right. And mm -hmm. the attitude and the perseverance to see it through and support that person through that. And that really includes. You know, you acknowledging that you're with a person. Right. That has this ego, this this personality. Got you. Got you. Hey, thank you. So it, thank you. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Denise, what you got? Um, so I have a question and I and I appreciate you. I'm gonna call you Dr. Wendy too, because it's coming. We're gonna speak it into existence. <laughs> that's we're gonna speak it into existence. <laughs> that's right, that's right. Absolutely. That's right. So um, you know, I'm a positive person. I, I typically I hang around a lot of positive people. Um, and sometimes the self-talk, the positive talk, when does it cross the line to being a little bit um, delusional? <laughs> so, you know, being so positive, that, that I think I've even seen something that says toxic positivity somewhere. Mm -hmm. um, but being so positive that you are not seeing the negative side. I mean, I know there's a difference between, you know, having a positive self-image, you know, being it, it, just like we're talking, we're, we're calling you Dr. Wendy. We we are speaking into existence that you're going right. to be Dr. Wendy at the end of the year, but you're doing the work, Dr. Wendy, right? You're working mm -hmm. towards that. So what's the difference between a person who's just being positive, but they're not also paying attention to the negative stuff? Oh, wow. Oh, good question. Um, I think that one, there's there's nothing wrong with being positive, but I think what you're you're speaking to is that those that kind of ignore the the negativity or do not acknowledge that 
bad things are happening or that something is not positive, right? I think that's that's the thing is when you can't acknowledge and you can't make decisions and you can't react from a place of always being in the positive because there's safety, right? Sometimes it's a safety thing. You know, Mm -hmm. you can't assume that the best will always happen. You almost have to prepare also, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Other things. So I, I, I think there is no, you know, I think that's where it becomes toxic. That's toxic positivity. I've rarely seen it. In fact, I've never seen it live and in action where people are too positive. Right. Um, But I do think that that you have to be careful with that because a you're avoiding. Right. And that's that in itself is an issue. Right. Mm. Avoiding the reality of what really is. And, And that that gets you have to fear that that space that one person is in because you can't exist in that space all the time. You know, I, I know okay. I didn't explain it as much no, as I, I mean, no, I think I appreciate I think the I answer. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. All Thank right. you. Anybody have anything else for the doctor before we pivot to the appetizer? Okay, Dr. Mejia. Wendy, we thank you so much. Stick around. Stick around, yes, doctor. We'll Stick do. around. I, I want you to be included in the appetizer and in the main yes. course. But this was this was definitely meat on the bone, and the meat came off the bone. And I'm so thankful for your insight. I'm so thankful for your foresight and just your professional expertise. I am very thankful. Did I hear did I did I cut somebody off? Okay, I just want to make sure I didn't cut anybody off. Okay, appetizer, here we go. What's more important at this stage of your life? Being included or being left alone? I'm going to you, Mikey D. Well, for me, I think being left alone because anything that's important to me that I want to be included in, I think that I know how to do that. But Outside harassments or intrusions, those things I don't appreciate or, or want. So for me, being left alone is more important. Okay, okay. Nandy B, what say you? Um, I think being left alone, well, I'm really not ever alone. On a physical level, I may be alone because someone's not in the house with me, but on an emotional, mental, and psychological level, I don't want my peace to be disturbed and I want to stay within a boundary within myself where I can function and not be caught up in other people's drama or negativity. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, but, but, but you say that to say, what is it left alone or it being, I don't, I don't, I don't don't consider myself a, a person that's alone to me is someone that's uh in a hospital nobody oh, comes Lord. to see him oh, okay Lord, i'm not i'm not ever <laughs> alone i don't even like the word alone because okay. as long as we live in a community and we are interacting somewhere okay. doing something with a group or with a few people we are very much active okay okay okay, okay. so i'm I, i'm alone when it comes to not having uh i don't want the drama okay okay, okay. Got you. Thank you. Thank you. Denise, what say you? What's more important? You know, it's hard to, 
it's hard for me to make a decision, um, Paul. Um, <laughs> but I'm going to say there needs to be a healthy balance of both. I need time with people. I also need time alone. Um, I don't think I desire one more over the other because I need them both. Mm. That's me. Okay. So I get energized from people. I'm, and I also get energized from being in my own space. So I, I would say a healthy balance of both. All righty. All righty. Healthy balance of both. Okay. I'm going to dig in on this. Um, I'm at a point in my life right now that um, being left alone is really where I'm at right now. I'm okay with not being included. I'm okay with being overlooked. I'm okay. Um, I just, I'm really enjoying the peace and solitude of just that, of solitude. So, um, but to some people that can turn them off and make them feel like, well, maybe he's being aloof or he's being a recluse. Yeah, that's the, that, that can be me depending on my season, but I think that's my season right now. You know, so Sammy Sam, what say you? Um, I, I agree. A, a healthy balance. Y your mic went out. Your mic went out, Sammy Sam. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. Okay. Yes. Um, I, I think a healthy balance of both is true, you know, but for where I am right now, you know, kind of being left alone, you know, depending on what's going on in our lives, what the situations are, you may swing back and forth, you know? So because of my situation, you know, I feel like I want to be left alone. Let me figure out my, you know, my own issues, my own problems, you know, and let me deal with it without, you know, input from others. Okay. So for right now, for me, it's being left alone. Okay. Okay. I like that. I like that. Appreciate that. Thank you for your input. Patadesha, what say you? Um, I think I went through the roller coaster of isolation and and uh, looking within to heal. So for me, I'm at a stage where I want to have the option to choose, right? I want to befriend people that have gotten to know me and um, at any given moment would want to offer me to be included and, and be okay when I don't want. So I want to partake in things that grow me and memories that are going to be made that will probably be wasted if I did the same thing every day. Um, I'm starting to to break the cocoon and and now I want to be able to have the options to to partake on the things that you know will nurture and bond with others and the areas that grow each other. But it's a like I said, it's a balance. There are times where we have to isolate to heal, and there are others where we want to rejoice and bring others the joy that we've sustained from that healing point. You know. Okay. All right. Okay. Appreciate that. Appreciate that, Patricia. Stephanie, get in there. Yes, for me, um, being alone, I'm learning that being alone is a good thing sometimes. Spending time with yourself, showing yourself self-love, keeping your sanity, it's a beautiful thing. And also a balance as far as being with other ones, loved ones, being a little social, spending time with friends and family. That's a good thing at in certain times of your life, certain times. Mm -hmm. But balance is key. Balance is the key for that. 
Okay, okay, okay. Balance is the key. Balance is the key. Okie dokie. I'm going to pivot on to the main course meal. The main course meal is what is it about life that keeps your wheels spinning in whatever direction? And I'm going to lead off on this. What is it about life? Um, The hunger to know that there's a goal that is attainable. The hunger to know that I did, I did good yesterday and today I'm banking on giving the same effort, if not more. You know, what keeps my wheels turning? Uh, yesterday wasn't so good, but today I'm gonna do all I can to make it better. Um, what makes my, what keeps my wheels spinning? Legacy, uh, children to leave something behind to, family to impact, community and culture to leave an imprint in, and self 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 accomplishments a self accomplishment accomplishment to know that damn it i did it i completed it or i gave it all i could and i just didn't get it done so uh that's what keeps my wheel spinning in the direction that it's spinning so i'm a go to you, Mikey D. What keeps your wheels spinning? What is it about your life that keeps your wheels spinning? I think for me, right now, it's just observing my children. Because the goals and desires that I have for my own life, I pretty much accomplished all of them. Not to be arrogant or anything, but the things that I sought out for me and wanted to do and, want, and aspire to do, I've pretty much done it. So I'm at total peace within my life. But watching right. my daughters, one of them is pursuing a nursing, her nursing career. She's a nurse now, but she's trying to go to a higher level of nursing. Right. Another one is selling cars, but she's pursuing other things, other careers and stuff. And just watching them seek their goals and how they're living out their lives it, it, it is kind of inspiring for me because I assist them and help them with information or whatever, where I can, or wherever they seek it. But just just being an uh, attentive parent is what is enjoying me. Because for me, and within my own personal life, I'm at peace with it. Right. Okay. Okay. Right on, man. Right on. Okay. Denise, I know you got something to say. Um. Let's see. What keeps me looking at, again, I think, when I think of this question, I always think about the why, why I do what I do. Um, I think about my children. That's big for me. This legacy thing has really been um, heavy on my, my mind. Um, and just what I can do at this stage in life to allow them to kind of pattern, you know, because, you know, Dr. Wendy spoke earlier about, you know, patterns of behavior from, your upbringing. And my children saw me, they saw how I lived. They saw, you know, when I went through a divorce, they saw when I dated, they saw when they saw all of that. They saw when I've had successes at work, when I had failures at work. And so now that they are mature and they are older, right. I can use those experiences I had that they saw and that they took subconsciously. They have stuff from those times. They might not even know it, but some of the things they're doing is based off of things that they've experienced with me. So gotcha. now I have the opportunity to go back 
and almost reteach. So okay. it's important for me to have the correct legacy to leave. I don't want to leave a legacy of, you know, turmoil, of, of broken relationships, of um, not being able to manage money, of not being, I don't want to leave that. I want to right. show them that these are things that I did. These are mistakes right. that I made and we all need to learn from them. So mm. um, that that's my, my kind of my thinking. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. I'm going to go to Dr. Mm -hmm. Wendy. I'm going to ask her what about your life that keeps your wheels spinning and turning in whatever direction is turning, Doc? You know, I'm going to feed off of, <laughs> I'm going to feed off of Denise's statement. I think, you know, um, I, I, I was a, a single mom for a really long time um, before I got engaged and have a partner that can kind of support me, you know, with taking care of my daughter. But I also worry about, you know, we work so hard trying to give them our kids everything. And I worry you know, did I do too much, right? Am I coddling? Is she able to fend for herself, right, in the world? Did I do too much protecting? Mm. You know, I, I worry about her well-being in the, in the event that I'm not around. You know, did I teach her what I needed to teach her to, to be successful on her own, independent from my support? And so those, those are some of the things that I, I think about, you know, um, along with, you know, everything that's going on in the world right. and how do I protect her from that too? You mm. know, it's always about protection. Right. And so, you know, my job will not always be protection. She needs to be able to do that for herself. And, but, right. but in general, that's what I worry about. Okay. Wait. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Wendy. Thank you. Thank you. But to this shot, talk to me. I think I have gone through every single emotion that has been shared and you know um we discuss so often how we grow up and being taught of who we should be and and who we should aspire to emulate and and we continuously go through this roller coaster of finding the next stop of what someone thinks that we are able to accomplish and for much of my life i really didn't take a second thought I actually pursued the things that my family and friends saw in me that, you know, they thought that I would excel in. And I have. But, um, you know, in the past, Sammy had made a statement talking about um, she wanted to find who she was outside of the Navy, wanting to see the things that she really wanted to nurture outside of the structure that was programmed in her DNA, you know, and I find myself to have gone through the same thing as Dr. Wendy with my child, right? And for so long and still, you know, people will be like, oh, is it because you continuously show up for her that she's never going to really do the things that she needs to do? And I'm like, you know, plagued by, by what other people expected my parenting to be and also by the wary of wanting to provide her with the security and have instilled all my skills and knowledge into her so that she could survive outside of me. And now I'm, you know, like Denise, what is my legacy and what did I leave her? And I don't want her to have, you know, the, the emptiness that comes. Like I've lost my mother and father already. And so much of my family is separated by discord or misunderstandings that are benign, right? There's nothing really to it, but ignorance. And it continues to be fuel out of pride and ego. And I've, I've had to accept those things and cry and, and, and find that, that this real human, you know, journey is about like, what is it that I like? And mm. for me, the wheels are turning in the direction of 
you know, what does Patricia really, really want to do? What does Patricia see herself doing long-term? Where's the joy in, in the sacrifice, right? Because we sacrifice to feed, we sacrifice to nurture, we sacrifice to find love. And then, you know, we, we sacrifice ourselves right. when the love isn't what we expected it to be and right. stay in the name of love and become abused, right? That's why we stay with narcissists as we were discussing and, and having to, to build the insecurities to continue to douse ourselves. So I'm, I'm learning to um, use this healing, right? That made me boring and, you know, into isolation, into like finding out what, what I can really accomplish for myself, what is my real appetite for life so that I can give, you know, everything that I continuously give to other, but in the right perspective, right? right. Moving forward with better intention and precision. And, and like I've always said, I'm looking to build a life of ease. And, and that is without the distress of, of our, you know, mechanical being that the world's condition is for forever in shambles. We're scared for ourselves and others. And, and we're continuously to wake up, get dressed and having to go into this, you know, sadistic correlation of work, you know, feed yourself. And, and we weren't ourselves rampant and, and mental health and physical health has to put yourself in the forefront so that you could be good for others too. Mm. So for me, it's that, you know, um, okay. looking within and using that to propel me into what Patricia you know, me as a third party, sorry, what Patricia's about <laughs> and what she could accomplish, you know, without all the burdens of yesterday and all the pain and angst that I've had to, you know, heal to get to the next right. you know, stage of my life. Got you. Hey, thank you so much for sharing. Patricia, Stephanie, what say you? Yeah. Okay. What okay. keeps, what, what is it about life? That keeps your wheels spinning in whatever direction it's spinning. If it's spinning east, west, north, south, <laughs> what, 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 why, what? Yes, I would say, um, thinking about my children, you know, one day I, I want them to, without me, how would they live without me, making a way for themselves? That's what I'm thinking about. That, um, marriage, spending my life with someone, making a good life, working on that. Right. My business prospering, my school, mm -hmm. achieving mm -hmm. my degree. Those are the things that keep me motivated and moving. And most of all, maintaining a peace of mind while doing all this. Okay, okay, okay. Peace of mind and all that razzmatazz. Okay, thank you for that peace of mind and all that razzmatazz. Nandy B, what say you? Okay, well, I give God the glory that I'm past the stages of life that I have to be concerned about people, places, and things. My concern is myself. I've given everything to everybody else. And now it's about me. Okay. It's about knowing who I am, knowing how to talk to people, knowing how to show people who I am and, and what I'm not. Okay, without any guilt. And if I can leave anything behind to my children, it would be that they knew I was always in a space and a place of always helping, caring, being kind, and doing things that sometimes is not even in that you plan to do, but God puts you someplace for you to do it. Okay, right. so I'm just glad to be. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm glad that I can be able to spend more time thinking about the God in me, regardless of what's going on on the outside. Because if I don't know who I am inside, the outside is, is going to be more confusing. But I just thank 
the God in me for mm-hmm. my journey. Gotcha. A child of the 40s, and I'm still here. <laughs> okay. Yes, you are. Yes, you and, are. And um, the catal- catalyst of who I am and what I am and how I am is always that God had that teaches me and shows me what to do and how to do it. Solid, solid. All righty. Sammy Sam, talk to me. Can you give me the question again, please? What is it about life that keeps your wheels turning in whatever direction is turning, baby gal? Uncertainty. Ooh, okay. Because, you know, I remember a book I read in high school of Mice and Men. And the biggest statement that was I learned from that is that the best laid plans of mice and men always go awry. So it's like you could plan it. You could have done everything, you know, to get yourself in a certain direction, you know, and it doesn't happen, you know. Right. So even like I said, you could be the plan of meticulous, you know, did everything you were supposed to do. Be where you were supposed to be. Talk to who you needed to talk to. And then it still does not work out the way that you planned it to be. You know? Mm-hmm. So it's like, so there's so much uncertainty, you know, with whatever we do, you know, that we have to remind ourselves that, you know, even though, you know, we've planned, we've done everything the right way, things may still not work out, you know, and because you had a plan, you know, it's, easier to deviate and now to make adjustments to your plan, you know, but it's just to always be aware that, you know, there's a lot of uncertainty in this life and uncertainty will lead you to, you know, could do better than you thought it was, you know, it could be worse than it was, you know, but the way just that life is, remember, there's a lot of uncertainty in this life. You got it. Uncertainty it is. Dr. Wendy, I got to get you out of here on this. I got to get you out of here on this, Dr. Wendy. To all of our many listeners who follow this show, what message do you wish to convey to them professionally? The floor is yours, Dr. Wendy. Um, I, I think I'm going to take some of the things that I've heard today. I heard a lot of wanting to stay in your peace. I've heard things about healing. And what I would say about all of that is that you have to be reflective and do your own work. That means, that may mean going to see a therapist, but that also means is taking time for yourself to to look at yourself, to look at your experiences, to, to really process those things and work on how are you going to be better for yourself, not for anyone else. Because you, like someone said here, you can't take care of others if you can't, if you're not okay. So I would say really it, the intention would be let's look at ourselves, let's work on ourselves so that we may be the best versions of ourselves to be able to, to deal with the world and the people in it. So always try to, to find time for yourself. Hey, she said it, y'all. She said it. Thank you so much. We have been in some great company today, and we thank you so much, Dr. Wendy Mejia. I mean that. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. As we close, I am certain there are many listeners whose tummy is full and others may feel a bit underfed, but all I can tell you is that this 60-minute meal is complete 
And if you're counting macros, hey, this was healthy and this did not leave anything undesired. This met all of your health goals and needs on today. So until the next meal is prepared, let's keep this conversation going as you bob and weave through traffic on your way to work or heading home from work or while you're at work at lunch, sitting by the water cooler or being amongst your cohort. But evoking a greater conversation is what this space is for. So until the next time we meet again, you best believe the next meal, it's not on my panel. It's not on my guests. The next meal is on me. Thanks for everything, everybody. Enjoy the rest of your day. God bless. Peace and love. Thank you all. Peace and love. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. Have a good day. Send me an invoice, Bye -bye. Wendy. No. <laughs> <Send me> an <laughs> invoice. Will do. Will do. All right. Take care, everybody. God bless. And thanks for everything, everybody. Keith, I see you, man. Yes, thank you for having me. This was wonderful.